0: This is The Supernatural's Podcast Show. My guest today is Jay Koopman. Jay is on the pastoral team at H-Rock Church, where he serves the vision of Cheon in the oversight of the youth and young adults ministries. Jay is a bridge builder, living out the non-compromising realities of the gospel by mentoring and discipling many in the sports and entertainment industry within L.A., Jay's intense passion for Jesus has brought a message of hope, healing, and restoration to a generation of young people. Together with his wife, Brittany, they endeavor to see families walking and living in health and wholeness. In this episode, we talk about some of the interesting dynamics taking place between the church and LA. We talk about the bridge between the generals and the next generation, and his passion to raise up leaders that are aligned with the Kingdom leaders within the body of Christ. If you're curious about what Jesus is doing in one of the most influential cities in America, you're going to love this conversation with Supernaturalist Jay Koopman right here, right now on the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. Let's go. author and she's very popular and you know she's one of those women who's like every moment counts and she's churning her own butter looking out in the horizon with her like six homeschooled kids and i'm like i am a failure i suck
1: (laughs) now we're talking
0: Jay, what's up? Hey, man. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing well, man. It's good to be in your hood. Yeah, you are in the hood, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, dude. Do you like lock your doors? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I got motion detectors. I Actually, yeah, I took black gaffer tape over yeah. the motion lights last night because they kept they kept turning on. But, yeah. yeah, We call uh, this Hollywood where you're at. You're not really? in Hollywood. You're I, right on the side. It's called Hollywood. I should have consulted <laughs> with somebody before I booked this place. So, we were driving in last night. And I was like, ah, uh, you know. <laughs> you know, like, uh, so dude, born and raised. I actually wasn't born here, but I spent
1: most of my adult years here. I yeah. spent most of my days got yeah. one little fight. <laughs> I'm actually from South Carolina. Okay. but I came out here to go to Bible College uh from an, an A.G. school. Um, A.G.? Out, yeah, Assemblies Come of God. Well, I was I was a graduate of Teen Challenge. and oh, so, really? You know, when you're coming out of Teen Challenge, a drug addict, um, you know, wanting to be in ministry, you don't have any money, uh, there's a school that you can go to to really just get credentialed in the Assemblies of God um, where you can fundraise your tuition. So I came out here just for that and just fell in love with L.A. and have pretty much been here ever since. I mean, I've moved around a little bit, but I've always came back to L.A. It's funny, I've, I've lived in L.A. three times, I've moved to LA 3 times so I think I've been back to LA more than the Beastie Boys has.
0: <laughs> come on, come on, come on. And you're at uh, and you're at Harvest Rock. Yeah, H-Rock. Yeah, call, H-Rock. It's Harvest Rock, it's, but they call it H-Rock it's now. It's H-Rock now, yeah. which is definitely cooler. So A- H <laughs> H-Rock A- so and you're you're really you, dude, you're like you're you're kind of like salt and pepper in that you're kind of like on everything there. You're, yeah, you're kind of involved in in everything. Yes, and um and an incredible leadership call on your on your life. Um, I thought it'd be fun actually. So I met you at a HIM uh, conference. Yes. so I went there with Jeremy and Ivan Roman. Yep, and after one of the meetings, we went out to eat. And uh, and this is a while back so you probably don't even remember the conversation, but I was sitting across the table from you and um, telling you about circumstance in our church. Right. And you just started talking about alignment, the importance of, of, of alignment. Yeah. And uh, and I'm not like I'm not like a Donald Trump apprentice <laughs> kind of guy, but I, I came home and I fired a guy. Yeah. Based off of that conversation because there was such urgency and immediacy on that particular uh conversation and right. actually what it did was it was a very difficult thing but it was the right thing to do but it saved us a lot of additional hurt and pain and probably some some bad things that could have happened if that wouldn't have been addressed swiftly and urgently urgently so just starting right off man i definitely see this from afar, watching this incredible leadership call on your life and seeing you do all these different things. And it's just cool that you would create this time and space in your calendar to sit down and kind of dive into some stuff.
1: Oh, man. Well, I mean, I, I'm i so honored to be here. And thank you. And um, just as you sharing that story with me, man, it, it just makes me think about, you know, a lot of times when, when there's friction in someone's life and they're not aligned, there, there's something going on in their heart. Um, Because when your heart is pure, it's easy to align, Mm. you know. And so, um, you know, whether it's an agenda or whether it's sin or shame or something, you know, a lot of times when we as people are – Rebelling or upset or blaming others is because we're really not looking at ourselves, mm-hmm. and so it's a great way to see someone's heart when they're aligned, especially with somebody like yourself who has who just loves Jesus, man. You're you're on fire, bro. You've hosted revival, and I mean, even in some of the, I think I think if I can remember, it was a very hard season in your life when revival broke out, just because of what happened with your family. And I can relate to you in that because of my parents. You know, I don't know if you know, both of my parents are deceased. Oh wow! And so, um. And so, um, wasn't it your dad that passed? Right?
0: Yeah, my dad passed. Yeah, and that, that year of extended meetings and everything. That, yeah. And you yeah. kept going for it. Yeah. And I yeah. mean,
1: bro, that alone to a guy like me, that's that's mind blowing. Because yeah. I, I know when my, my mom passed away, it was the hardest time of my life, bro. Wow. Wow. But wow. back to that, you know, I just liked you off the top. And I could just tell, especially, you know, being our age, we're, we're dealing with another generation. Mm-hmm. We're not dealing with. You know it's a different time kids are seeing stuff that are different and so most of the people that we impact of course you and I impact older people as well but I'm saying the ones that we're gonna to try to raise up they didn't learn the stuff that we're learning today I mean, I'm sorry that we learned back in the day you know well,
0: yeah we're in an interesting spot aren't we because we're kind of like a bridge generation yeah you know, it's kind of that place where we're, we're still running with, with Maws and pops yep and yet uh, there's a younger generation that's looking to us for for leadership so it's very uh, it's a, a very interesting it can be kind of a, a tricky thing um, your spirit Spiritual papa, uh, uh, I, call, I call him Papa Che, because Jeremy calls him that. Yeah. He's not necessarily my papa, yeah. you know, but I love him and just honor him and respect him. But like you are, you're doing life with that guy. Like he yeah. has really imparted to you and taught you a lot. Yeah. Um, you were doing a lot of stuff before you know, uh, uh, Papa Che and, and, and <laughs> uh, before, you know, Che on, if yes. people don't know who, who we're talking about, <laughs> but what is that like? Like, here's this guy that's very apostolic. He's, he's a visionary. Yeah. Um, and what, what, what does that look like for you as far as it could be just practically or just, um, as far as how you're posturing yourself? Is it, is that, is that just super easy running with a guy like Che? Um, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, um, first of all, Papa Che and Mama Sue and just the whole on family, Um, They're they're just some of the coolest people ever. You know, when you get to know them, they're very cool. They're very family oriented. Um, He's very graceful, to be really honest. Um, But at the same time, he is an apostolic general. And I think for me, all the years of of journeying with God in ministry, because I've been in full-time ministry since I was 18 years old. Okay, um, You're talking about going through a lot of what i would say brokenness mm-hmm. also celebration moments where you know i had great runs where i saw you know massive growth in our in our young adult youth movement or traveling the world but even through that i think a lot of that where the lord just sanded me down to prepare me to really work with somebody like that. And I think I, I love that I'm aligned with Papa Che. You know, I believe in alignment, I believe in submission. But I gotta be honest, you know, I think we all come out of this selfish mentality as we're you know, we're born into sure, a selfish world. Sure. So I'm grateful that for the first half of my ministry, all that stuff was being knocked out of me (laughs) so that I would be able to handle someone like him and his caliber and know how to align, know how to really be a servant, know how to really not have my own agenda, but to be able to serve his. Because I think most people think that just comes easy. Mm -hmm. No, that came through hardcore discipline, discipleship. I mean, I've been rebuked before by older leaders back in my younger days, you know, like (laughs) been on discipline for little things, you know, and so it's an awesome opportunity but I definitely had to be molded for this you know what I mean and I think the way that I was molded you know a lot of young people today don't understand that that is God that's how God works, you yeah, know, and if you yeah. can stay in this thing long enough, you'll see the things that you don't like, you'll see on the other side how beautiful they really were because they made you into, I am mean, I look back at a lot of stuff, I'm like, I hated that moment in my life, but if it wasn't for that moment, I would not be able to handle this crazy situation that me and Papa Chair are working through right now in other people's lives. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And so... um so yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing to serve with him, and I think I'm more like an a, an Elisha to an Elijah. You know, wherever he goes, I want to go. Whatever he does, I want to do. And and I think him knowing my heart, um, just to really uh, help. Uh, build what God's put on his heart, um, there's naturally a trust in what God is doing in my life and the things that I, he has, you know, he's given me the grace to do underneath his ministry. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's amazing. That's amazing. And I I, I would imagine that there's a lot of young guys. I mean, I remember even periods of my, my life at, at a certain point um, where, where you, where you long for that, like you long to have like a spiritual father, somebody right. that will like, that'll tell you the truth, somebody that'll, that'll be like, Here, here's... Here are all these like hacks that I've learned. Like you don't have to waste yeah. years because I did that. I wasted years. You don't have to do that. It's what you need to do. Right? You know, I think a lot of guys they would just they're longing for that kind of like dynamic. And but I think maybe sometimes um, it's easy to get like just. Broken over that, and then bitter, right? Because, and then, and then, even judgmental. Because I've, I've seen, I've seen a lot of that, even, even in the charismatic stream, where there's, there's kind of these, um, almost these. Bitter root judgment divisions that have been that try to separate generations, right? And you see that stuff popping up in different ministries. You see these bitter statements that are passionate and they get a lot of likes on Facebook regarding this, that, and the other. And but you're actually doing it, you're actually doing ministry with with a younger generation and with an older generation, and you're running together. That's really that's very rare, yeah. Well, you know, I gotta be honest, I think I think where a lot of guys
1: don't know how to have, like what I have with Papa Che, I think um, if I could just give them some tips, you know, um, first of all, these guys are busy. Mm-hmm. They've got busy lives and um, they, you know, you know, Papa Che is running around doing a million things. So I'm not very needy as a person. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I learned that years ago. And secondly, you know, uh, sometimes we have unhealthy expectations on these generals. Does that make sense? It's yeah, like Mama Cindy absolutely. Jacobs. I don't call Mama Cindy, I don't bother her. But when she's in our church, I spend a lot of time with her. That's maybe once or twice a year. um, She's like a mom to me, too. But I know how to honor her time and appreciate what I can get and not have this unhealthy expectation of what Papa Che, what I need from him. Now, if I needed to call him, he'd answer the phone right now. Mm -hmm. But I think I I respect his boundaries. And I also, uh, you know, I look at it as. There's seasons when God puts men and women of God around you and you may have an opportunity to have an upgrade into their life, but those seasons don't start out as you being with them on every decision they make. It actually, a lot of times it starts out where it's a very tough season and you may not get their time and there may be division or different things that break out around that season that you, how you respond to that and how you um, how you you know uh uh you know honor and, and and when i say honor not just honor your leader but honor that season and not be a a, a, a pouty person mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. they will see these men of god and women of god will see that you're really in this thing for real you know what i mean like yeah. you're not jumping out of your lane you're not getting upset at stuff that doesn't make sense yeah, you know what i mean yeah, yeah. your yes is important to you um and so when you say yes to something you got to say yes to it and i, I gotta you, you and i both know this a lot of times when the lord gives us something to do it's like it doesn't look anything like we thought it was gonna look it's like God gives you a, a you know a promise to do something but then the process of getting there is crazy so I think with working with these generals people have these doors open but when that process starts taking place how you handle those moments you know will cause those generals and God to be able to say now I can trust you to have a, even a greater relationship and greater influence into that situation.
0: Yeah. Awesome, man. So we we did a a podcast this morning, our first podcast here here in LA with a gal that moved here from Ah, uh, from Seattle, right? And so I know lots there's like this exodus that's taking place right now from people leaving Seattle to come here to to l a. And a big part of it is this narrative that there's like this, and this might actually trigger some of our audience. you know, we have more of a mystical right. kind of charismatic kind of revival-y kind of thing. Mm-hmm. but um there's this 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 idea that there's like this. Very new looking, new kind of wineskin move of God, and you got all these churches that are not meeting in church buildings; they're meeting in nightclubs, and you got like you like these rumors of like right. of all these celebrities that are coming to churches, and even secret churches, un- underground yeah. churches where you have to be in the industry or you're or you're not even allowed to come to those environments. Even talk about the Kardashians showing up at at churches and, and that that kind of thing. So, bro, my question for you is like, <laughs> what's happening in your city is this is this is this a move of God or is yeah. this kind of some sort of reverse engineering kind of like playing the exclusive card in order to have a certain are we branding or you know what I'm saying right what, what, what's happening Jay tell us
1: well you know uh, it's it's a great question and uh, I, I've been in this city longer than most of those guys I mean I, I you know I, I was youth pastoring in Los Angeles uh Before social media, you know, so you're talking about before MySpace and Facebook (laughs) and, and so, you know, back in the day. And I mean, L.A. L.A. used to be this place where it was really, really hood and it was really, really Hollywood. Does that make sense? Okay. And um, when I first landed in Los Angeles, there was a guy being chalked out, you know, on the street, meaning like he somebody been murdered on the street that I was on. Right. And so, you know, I was in this little city in Southgate and Southgate is next to Watson Compton it's the hood bro it's basically the latin
0: hood i've heard of compton
1: yeah it's basically the latin version of compton yeah okay and so um you know we had revival breakout man in a city that was very dangerous that most people were afraid to live yeah in that city we had everybody driving from hollywood real actors that are A-list actors coming out there, and they were coming to a Pentecostal revival, bro. I'm talking about people getting slayed in the spirit, I mean, demons casting out of people, it was crazy. Um, During that time, there was this underlying thing to where if somebody from the industry came to your church, they wanted to not talk about the industry. They wanted to feel like I can go to church and you care about me. And so it was like, I I was working with a few, uh, you know, very famous people um, that if I, even breathe that i was working with them to anybody they would not trust me and so it was like this i want to come to church but can you protect me because it was not cool back in the day to be a christian and work in hollywood i mean it's still hard today yeah but it's way cooler now because of some of these influential you know people in hollywood that are claiming christianity mm-hmm. it's actually way easier now so then all of a sudden they started these house of prayers I really feel that the House of Prayers in Los Angeles and Pasadena and Hollywood. I feel that when we started praying together, these Bible studies broke out. And just you know, kudos to the House of Prayer people for for having that because I remember there was none of that. Now there was the Cheons and the Lewingles, but really they were hosting revival meetings that um, that people from all over the world were coming to. You know, and there were great churches like Jack Hayford and stuff like that. But there wasn't this cool hipster scene that you see right now where it's like you know you got kanye and bieber and all these guys that are super radical for jesus and so you know all of a sudden judah and if anybody knows judah you know judah came from a very charismatic background wendell smith was i mean everything from supernatural to judah was part of the call to judah was part of g12 which is a very aggressive movement that i was a part of of making disciples and um you know when judah decided to come out here um You know, God really trusted him um, with this Bible study that that's now just broken out, and I really I think anybody can be honest. Judah has a certain gift Mm -hmm. and a certain swag that's really built for what he's doing. I mean, the yeah, guy's absolutely. just gifted, absolutely. you know. And so, one of my one of my friends, Elijah Waters, who was his associate, came out here to be basically the campus pastor. And I've known Elijah a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, he's from, we're out there close to where you're from. And this guy had that swag, too. Yeah. So, to see them doing what they're doing, and they, you know, I've went with Elijah to see uh, what they do. And, I mean, I love, they honored me, they let me sit in the front, you know, and saved me a seat. And, yeah, yeah. and I'm so grateful, because you really see all these people in the industry coming to hear the word, these guys are preaching the word, man. Yeah. I mean, they really are preaching yeah. the word. And so then Hillsong coming out here and, and just um – I don't know if you saw, but recently Carl Lentz gets online and basically <laughs> says we believe in speaking in tongues. We believe in healings. We believe in, 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 in that we can raise people from the dead. And Bill Johnson just spoke at Hillsong. So you you, you see that there's this kingdom thing coming together. Whether people want to like what's going on or believe that Kanye's really saved, you cannot deny what's going on. Now i got to be honest, I'm a little bit different. Like I don't promote what I do in the industry yeah. because most of the people that I work with with they they would they wouldn't feel safe with me if i was letting people know i was working with them they want to come and really tell me stuff that's really going on that
0: cannot get out does that make sense yeah but go yeah and i want to hit on that for sure but going back to this kind of this thing so you so you feel like this actually could be like a legit um, move of god yeah it it definitely could and i think which is interesting because normally you know a move of god because it seems really like uh, right um (laughs) unlegit (laughs)
1: Well, here's the thing, man. I mean, I'm a a southern boy by heart. And when you live in these little towns, you can preach about Hollywood being the devil all day. Yeah, yeah. But when, when half of your congregation works in that industry... You can't say that. Wow. wow! Because most of our people in our churches work somewhere in the industry. They may not be an actor, sure. but they're doing something. Sure. So, sure. so you know, the this is the people that we deal with here. Mm-hmm. So things look different for us. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I may have a guy that's that's working on the set of Desperate Housewives. You know what I mean? Which is a totally lust driven show, mm-hmm. but he's having a Bible study out there. So how do you how do you how do you even explain that to church people? So I think sometimes. The biggest, the hardest thing about working in entertainment and helping what's going on in LA, it's not LA that's the issue. It's the church people. It's the it's the <laughs> religious spirit that like wants to like criticize you. Now, don't get me wrong. I agree with some of what the church thinks. You know, some of these guys sure. may they may be living a compromised life. Does sure. that make sense? Sure. Why they're sure. doing this? Because it's very easy. We can talk about that sure. later. Sure. But my point is, I do think God is really up to something. I I, I really I really appreciate you know every. Thing that you know when I when I went and heard what's going on at, with Judah and the people that I've met with Hillsong and I've, I've 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 heard the messages I've seen what these guys are preaching I realize that they're preaching the truth man and people want to hear it you know and so um so I, I really I really respect what God is doing here and and you know we all work together you know because yeah, I have sure. people we're we're a spirit filled prophetic movement so I have people coming from Hillsong just because they want a prophetic word they're uh-huh. like I go to Hillsong Church but I heard here I can get prophesied over yeah. you know
0: and so like, so we'll write you a song. And yes. then you
1: give me yeah. a prophetic word, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's like it's like we sing <laughs> it's their songs. Like, you know we need each other, yeah. man. It's like we're not them, you know. I don't, I don't, I'm not funny like Judah is. Yeah. So half of those kids would probably never want to hear me. Yeah. But I can cast the devil out of them if they need it. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. And so it's
0: team yeah. ball, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. Yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That is so yeah. awesome. Yeah. and I think it's just easy to be critical. Yeah. Uh, because of the packaging. Right. You know, and also because you, because of the people that are, that they're that are being discipled, like. It's it's easy to be critical of Pastor right. Judah right because of course everybody it is a little funny in Seattle like i have a lot of friends at at, at, at church home it will always be city church i always yeah, call it yeah, city yeah absolutely church. Um, but but usually whenever i chat with anybody from city it's like and you know beaver beavers right. in our, you know so that's always it's usually it's usually always synonymous with beaver now if you're a part of that culture that's awesome they take great pride in the fact that Justin is a member of their congregation Right, but if you're outside of that, right, of uh, that tribe, uh, th- then it's very easy to be critical of that, uh, right. uh, Because you're like, well, isn't Justin a part of your, you know, just depending right. on the the season, you right. know, and so, um, uh, so I have seen, especially within more of the charismatic stream, a lot of just accusation against this kind of uh, new. I don't know what you even call it, you right. know. I, I've I've even heard guys call it like this new pseudo Pentecostal hipster kind of church, but that, that does seem unfair. Yeah, because there does seem to be a a, a real divine like momentum right. and something sovereign on it, and it feels like God's doing something something right. really new and fresh here in in, in L.A. Man. Well, yeah, and I, I think I think a
1: lot of times it's it's with any movement. People don't when you when you look at a movement don't don't look at sometimes just only the fruit. You know, if you were to come to our movement, you know, there's there's people in mine and your stream that are a little bit unique. Okay. <laughs> yep. But that doesn't mean you're teaching them to be that way. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? That's right. You go to Bethel. There's thousands of students there that may be idolizing that they're at Bethel. But that doesn't mean there's something wrong with Bill Johnson. Yeah, you're right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. So I think with Judah and it's those guys, point. there's a bunch. yeah, there is a bunch of Hollywood kids that probably go there to see who's there. Sure, you know what I mean? Sure, and they think sure. they're cool because sure. they're at City Church or or whatever you want to call it. But that doesn't mean that Judah is trying to make that happen. If you hear what these guys are preaching, they're preaching the word of God, man. So, you know, yeah, you judge people by their fruit, but the reality is is uh, you know when you have such a big celebrated thing, you're gonna get gain people that sometimes we we judge the leadership by what's going on. Great point. And, 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 yeah, and great if you point. really look at Beaver, one of the things that I, I – I mean, it it blew my mind when I read in the media that he cut off a lot of his friends that wow. are wow. millionaires. Wow. I don't hang with you guys anymore. I'm only going to hang with these guys. Wow. That is a very bold statement that doesn't really help you in the industry right, right, to start right. cutting people off in the industry. Right. And you make it known that you're going to do that. I don't right. want to talk about that. But you, if you read Bieber's life, when he radically started changing, he told certain friends, I'm not hanging out with you
0: no more. And to me, that's good fruit. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, and also when it comes to celebrities, so yeah. there is definitely a celebrity culture that exists in LA that would not exist in Seattle, right? And uh, when it comes to celebrities, uh, humanity feels empowered, enabled, even encouraged to judge celebrities. It's like it's one of those areas where if 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 everybody gets to celebrate these people for their achievements, right. Then we feel like we're equally obligated right. to tear them down <laughs> yeah. for not measuring up to our standard of perfection you know yeah, yeah and we and even in the church we we feel that same we, we feel that same way there's a, there'd be a different measure of judge of of, of judgment that right. we would use towards justin bieber than what we'd use towards our own our own kids right you know and, and so it, it is it is it it's very that that would be a a very interesting contrast right when it comes to how do you do discipleship how do you how do you disciple someone where where that's underneath that much pressure and underneath that much expectation to continually deliver because if they don't their livelihood their very sense of identity could be rooted in
1: yeah their performance i think it's i think it's a it's a a real gray area until you're in that moment with them you, you really just have to be led by the Spirit, man, because they are children of God. Mm-hmm. They are called. And so either it's like sometimes we look at it black or white, you know, like, well, you know, uh, this person's dealing with this, so I can't help them. And, 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 and then it's or, or I got to go all the way and compromise to help them, you know. And I, I think sometimes when you're in the moment, because I, I got to be honest, man, you know, I remember being around. Um, I forgot one of the Baldwin brothers names. um I'm sorry. I think it was Stephen Baldwin. Was it Stephen that got saved? Stephen Baldwin. I was with him. I, I, I met him, and I was with another uh, influential person. And that dude was more radical than than most church people. Wow! Like wow. he was like wow. raw. He was like, yeah. "Yo, if you don't get saved. You're going to hell." Yeah. And I'm like, so so. I think because we're not in those moments, right, we don't right, know what's right, going on. Right, right, you right. know, For all we know, Justin could be in there like laying hands and pouring oil, because most of the people that I've met, when they become radical in that industry, they, they get intense, man. Now, there are some compromise, and I think because we've seen a lot of people claim Christianity and also compromise, we, we kind of judge everybody in one basket, but you can't, man. Like I said, it's very bold for somebody like Justin to say, I'm not hanging out with these friends anymore. Yeah. I'm only gonna hang out. Now you see pictures of him with that whole crew of pastors on a regular basis. Yeah. To me, it's like obviously something's radical
0: there, man. Yeah. And he wears shirts now. Yeah. So that's the fruit of repent. You know, like yeah. I mean, I mean, you don't have to wear shirts. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Nowhere okay. So now let's talk about. Um, uh, pat like pastoring and influence. So you have uh, you have all these church plants now yeah. that are coming for this very reason. Like you have right. all, like we're gonna come and we're gonna we're gonna win. Celebra- we're gonna be a church of, <laughs> of celebrities. You know, how do we get Denzel here? You know, like yeah. uh, and so But do you, you do? You have all these and they're and they're meeting in, in nightclubs and they all you know and 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 now I'm not dissing them. I'm not saying that this is bad or you know I think that people are being called by God to. To LA at the same time, you got these guys that are pastoring here. They're leaders, salt and light, and they are being invited. They, they're they they're starting to penetrate scenes and circles, and they're being invited to to right. parties. They're being invited to different tables, and um, so talk to us about this place of yeah. of of. How, how do you know, as a as a leader in the kingdom, right. that you're actually the one bringing the influence? Right. That you are actually the influencing, catalyzing agent, right. versus maybe even being used sure. for your own standing and connection and that that, sure. that kind of thing.
1: Well, I think I think if I can answer that in two parts. Yeah. First and foremost, um, when I came to Los Angeles, I I never had a desire to reach people in the industry. I never did. I mean, I was in the hood. And God's spirit broke out, and he brought people to our church that I didn't even know who they were, bro. And what's crazy is the night, if I would have known who they were, I wouldn't have preached the sermon I preached that night, (laughs) because I would have been insecure to say that stuff. I said some pretty hardcore things. That I would have talked myself out of, totally. but it hit them hard. Wow! And um, and so I, I I I get a little bit nervous when people come here to reach Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I think you need just to reach your neighborhood.
0: <laughs> Amen. You know. Yeah. If
1: you you know, As God spoke to me, and any time there was ever a temptation to pursue these doors that He was opening for me to reach more in- influential people, He would tell me no and he would say you love on people that nobody knows wow. so that one wow. day I can trust you with people that everybody knows wow. That's but good. don't That's ever That's don't good. ever let these people that everybody knows be your reputation hide them because i don't want their fame to to highlight you and and so throughout years of doing that there were times where you know i was all over the news man like fox cnn news <laughs> just because i was helping you know troubled stars And I was scared to death because I'm thinking, man, I'm an ex-drug addict, I got a lot of, bad history before <laughs> sure, I got sure, saved and sure. now the whole world's gonna see me and somebody's <laughs> right. gonna try to, you know, and not one time, it's interesting, even on TMZ not one time did they ever say anything bad about me, and it's because I stayed hidden wow. I, you know, I think they knew that I was not trying to to take these situations and make myself even greater, because yeah. I've been asked to be on shows before, like whether it be a, a, a talk show or whatever, and I refuse to be on it, because I know God told me not to do it, Wow, because wow. He, wow. he keeps this hidden thing where it's like, don't let this build who you are. Let me build who you are. That's yeah, good. It's and really so, um, and so, you know, uh, 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 I, I got to be honest. You know, uh, you you definitely have those temptations, and and you know, you kind of learn in those temptations to stay hidden. And so, for me, um, seeing people come here, I think they just need to really pray. I, I I really think. I mean, you can just look at Judah and Carl and all these guys and see the grace on their life. Um, but I, 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 don't, I don't necessarily know that, I don't know why they did what they did, but I think sometimes people see that and they want that. And just, just stay in your lane, man. Mm-hmm. If God calls you to Los Angeles, you know, don't go after a certain type of people. Go after the people that God puts around you. And, 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 and to be honest, if you're trying to reach very influential people, the first thing you need to do is ask yourself why like why am i doing this is this god right you know what i right, mean right, because right. for me it didn't happen that way i kind of fell into situations that i was more scared cuz i'm thinking okay you write something bad about this actor on tmz it's it's not going to hurt them you write something about me my little church job is over <laughs> right you know totally, I mean? totally 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 <laughs> so, totally you know so so uh So as I started getting more and more involved, I had to learn what this season was because you find yourself in this room with 10 famous people and they're very, very corrupted. But here's the thing. They love us. Because we, we speak life, man. We speak peace. We speak joy. And most of these people, they're so narcissistic that they're all trying to screw each other over the whole day. And you're the only one in there going, you're awesome, man. I believe in you. Like you know, <laughs> right. And so they love right. us, and then they want us around them all the time. Wow. So it's wow. really kind of like David and Saul, where Saul wanted David to play the harp. That's kind of what it is. They've got so much stuff in their life that they want us around. Now, here's the tricky part. The tricky part is you're blown away that you know this person. They're friends with you. Mm-hmm. And it's not hard to do that. It's real easy to climb up the ladder here in Hollywood. That doesn't mean you're making money. It doesn't mean they're going to your church. It just means you know people because everybody knows somebody that knows somebody. But now you're in the room and you're the coolest person there and everybody loves you being there because you carry the glory of God. And uh, that's just the favor on our lives. And so now you're sitting in the room with these people and there's this temptation to where do I need to stand for what's right or do I need to keep this friendship? Because wow. they're going to be doing stuff around you that are not what you would normally be around. Wow, wow. Whether wow. it's pursuing chicks or uh, I'm sorry, girls <laughs> or guys yeah. or yeah. whatever, yeah. drugs, you know, manipulating don't a use situation. The chicks. Yeah. On, sorry, on man. <laughs> but but you know they're doing this, and so what happens is is you're thinking, okay. Me being
0: here is this enabling this person? So it starts getting shady. It starts and, getting shady, and you're in the and you're in the room, and you're like, "What's my role here yeah. And now?" Yeah, and so then you so and you feel I, pressure because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to ruin that relationship, it, right, but you right. don't want to
1: compromise. That's right. And so 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 then you know uh, you didn't do anything wrong, but you saw it, wow. and then you go home and you're like, "Well, it's cool," and now you're back with your real, real your normal church people, and you're like thinking in your head, "Y'all don't know what I did last night." You know, I was hanging out with da 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 da. Yeah, and. I think there's this place where you have to learn that that you know who you really are. And I think what's helped me is that I started really standing for what was right. Wow. I started wow. just saying, "Hey man, I don't I don't want to be involved in that dude." Like yeah. like and what's interesting is that people respected me more. See, you're afraid to stand for what's right, right. but they'll right. actually respect you more because they know that they can't move you cuz everybody in the city they can move. Wow. You know they can convince people to do stuff. And I think sometimes God protects people from those moments that are believers mm. because he knows you're liable to make a serious mistake if you get around these people. And I got to be honest, I was single when I started doing this. There was a lot of stuff that I had to grow through. A lot of times where God had to discipline me and correct me because I was around something that I didn't need to be around or or I had thoughts or even even sometimes acted out on certain things that I shouldn't because I don't want to ruin that relationship. And I don't I don't think God Punishes us, but I think God will give you those opportunities so that he gives you grace so that you can take risk and then learn, okay, here's my boundary, because that's what I teach my actors today. Mm -hmm. The people in my church, I'm like, listen, if you're called to this, which I think if you're really called to the industry, you have that job description. I think pastors need to be careful saying they're called to that. But I think if you're an actor or a producer or a musician, yes, that's the guy I want to equip to go in and and change the world there, because he works there. So what I teach them, I'm like, listen, Okay, you went to a party, you blew it. Do you still feel called to that? Yes. Okay, run back to Holy Ground and let's get you strong wow. and let's learn boundaries. Wow. So there was a time I was living in Hollywood as a single guy, and it was the worst year of my life. Because I was in the enemy's playground. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I learned I don't need to live here. Yeah. So I moved to Orange County. And, uh, and I drove there when I knew it was the Lord so that I wasn't surrounded around that temptation mm-hmm. all the time. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. But I, God still uses me in that stuff. I didn't run from it. I ran towards how are you helping me grow in this area? And so I, I like to say that to people that feel called to the industry. Um, but I think people that are called to the industry, you know, like let's not try to build our reputation in church, even if you're an actor or a producer, don't run around getting a bunch of church people going, oh, he's a producer. Most real producers don't talk about what they do in church. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Church is a place we should come to worship God, to celebrate, and to make Jesus the reason why we're there. And so, you know, uh, uh, it's a dangerous calling, but you got to have a grace for it. And I think if you do have that grace for it to give just a one liner, or maybe a two liner, if you do have that grace for it, you will learn yourself in this what works best for you.
0: Yeah, hey, that's and and that is that that's huge. That's helpful. And I, the other thing is, I mean, j- just hearing you talk, I mean, these are these are things that um, these are areas where we make judgments on scenarios and situations and atmospheres that we know nothing about right so when you're when you're talking you're you're giving circumstances and things that th- the average person would would never even think about being put in that kind of jeopardizing type right. situation type situation So that's, that's right like these, this kind of conversation is actually very helpful right for just in, uh, inspiring more grace, yeah. in our yeah. hearts for the guys that are actually in the trenches and that are, that are actually doing this. So I, I think it's really helpful. Yeah, let me. Add, let, let's talk about this this idea of ah, celebrity culture, right? Uh, celebrity culture and uh, uh, and its place within the church, right? So there's certainly we're certainly seeing a, like like like, for example, the way the pastors dress today, right. right? <laughs> Uh, if you dressed that way forty fifty years ago, you would have been thrown out of the church to be like you can't wear a hat in here. Like this is holy ground, right? right. And um, and then like you know, so like on one end, like awesome, it's so great that there's freedom, you know, you know, to be us. On on the other hand, there is kind of like there is almost like a new wave of spiritual authority right. in, in the church. But with it is it's it's coming, um, uh, uh, you know. Pastor brands and and all and all this right. kind of thing. Uh, what's your own philosophy or take on celebrity culture in, in the church? Is is it just like, hey, that's that's just the way it is. That's the tr- that's the future of the church. Get used to it. Is there? Do you do you feel like a. A a warning in that, Uh, or are you are you optimistic? You know, what what do you what do you think? Well,
1: I think it's I think it's both, to be honest. I think um, in one hand, we are shifting into a new season. Mm -hmm. I think, and some of it's really good, and I think some of it is probably because it's such a highlighted, celebrated thing that there are people that probably need more healing that are trying to pursue that at the Mm -hmm. same time. So I think it's both. You know, I think there's it is we are in a new generation we are in a new season um it is really cool now to use social media and to promote what god is doing mm-hmm. and i think god really uses that i think uh people like me and you who who kind of were raised by the older generation we're a little bit kind of caught in the middle like am i promoting myself am, yeah. you know what i mean yeah. but at yeah. the end of the day there, there is a purity to it um and, but i think there's also some people that may need to check their heart on why they're doing what they're doing you know mm-hmm. it's like like i remember um one of one of the craziest years of my life working you know with people in the industry, you know a, a publicist came to our church and um wanted to do p r for me wanted to take me <laughs> and make me bigger than what I was and she was like, "I'll get you in these magazines and I'll get you in that because you're working with this person and i said you know i said i don't I don't want to be in any of that, yeah, you know because I knew that." Uh, that wasn't the right heart, yeah. You know, yeah. and she she blew me away. She said, "You're the first pastor that's ever said that." Wow. She said, "You know, most pastors want my connections and entertainment to make me cooler, make them cooler." Yeah. I said, "No, you know, I don't. I don't want that. So I know what's right for me. Yeah. I know that I need to sit in the middle seat on the plane. <laughs> I know that yeah. I need to, you know, stay the, stay low." because I know the temptation of what I can fall into and I just don't feel right about it. No, so so sometimes when I do see people trying to be too cool in church, I don't really like it to yeah. be honest with you because I don't I know now I can't judge them cuz I don't know what's going on in their heart, but I know that it it just it sets this tone that we're we're trying to create this place where God can move and make it cool and fashionable. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's only can be beautiful people that dress a certain way and it just it just It makes it to where, what about the people that don't look like that? What Mm -hmm. about the people that don't have that in their church? Like, how do they fit in with you? You know, if I were to send a person from the inner city who doesn't have but two outfits and they smell really bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're yeah. really trying to seek God and they got like a broken family and tattoos all over their face. Are they going to be able to come to your church and feel Jesus? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or they're going to fill out a place cause they don't look like everybody and they don't hang out in the cool clique. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So to me, it just, it's cool, but it, yes, it can divide things a little bit, you know? And so, um, I've always, I've always been that guy that tries to keep, balance in what we do is in the kingdom because I think the kingdom is very balanced, you know what I mean? So I think it can be I can I think it can be off, but I, I love God because even though it's like right now like uh, like we were talking about seeing Bill Johnson go and preach in some of these cool churches. To me, I love Bill and I know Bill's going to yeah. go in there and, yeah. and and he ain't gonna. <laughs> yeah, he's going to yeah. preach what he preaches. Yeah, right, so right. to see him doing that, that shows that these people are really you know they really want what's kingdom in their life. You know what I mean. in yeah. And the 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 sea. So I, I think at the end of the day, God loves us all enough that no matter what goes on, we serve a good God that knows how to put the children of Israel in check. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. That's <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. No,
0: that's good. I mean, it almost seems like you know, in the '80s, you had like you had like stuff that got big in the yeah. charismatic kind of scene, right? Right. So like like big, big, big. Like yeah, like like uh, churches with amusement parks, big. You know, like huge, flashy. Like like insane amounts of wealth coming in, right. and then and then with that you had like the eighties kind of scandals that that took place within the church. Right, that almost felt like the pen, the pendulum swung completely the other way, where it was almost like this. Um, Almost like this embracing of charismatic ghettoness, ness right. For a long time, <laughs> yeah. you know, where yeah. it was like we don't even want the money. Like get uh, the money out uh, of your money's evil. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. Uh, make sure that you know if you're the pastor that like you might have money, but make sure that you don't show it. <laughs> you know, like buy a buy a crappy car. You know, yeah. and then you know don't ever tell anyone. You know, so the, so it felt like things might have swung the other direction, and now it definitely feels like things are swinging better. Not 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 into a corruption or anything, but in, into this place of even just using the word cool pastor. Yeah. Like that whoever thought that there'd be a day when there'd be cool pastors? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like or like cool churches. Or yeah. dude, hipster church. Like whoever thought those yeah. two words would be used in the same sentence. So like it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing to actually see what's what's taking place. It's also you also just are just wanting to make sure that. Yeah, that underneath the the appearance, right? That you got something that's really, you know.
1: That well, you know, I got, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, bro. go ahead. Well, yeah. I, what I was gonna say is that I I think for me, I'm still young, and I thank God for Papa Che. You know, um, I thank God for Bishop Sharona, these guys, mm-hmm. Cindy, who are constantly speaking into my life. Um, I think at the end of the day, we're all being developed. And I think, you know, I I remember hearing Furtick preach um, at the Bethel conference. And he said something that really. Bethel had Furtick? Yeah, they did. Heaven heaven come, man. Yeah. And he said something that really touched my heart. And it it made me really want to love him. Yeah. I love him already because we're both from South Carolina. Okay. But he said, you know, when he was, when he first blew up. You know, he was so young, he didn't really know anything. Wow. And he said he had, wow. he had more pastors and Christians criticizing him. And he's like, man, I was this young guy trying to figure out how to handle all this. And so, you know, you watch this guy's church just explode. And he's super anointed. You and I both know that boy's got the Holy Ghost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you just heard his heart coming out saying... You know i got so much criticism but no one actually you know it's like nobody realized i was just young man i'm trying to figure out i don't know what i'm doing i'm trying to figure out how to do this and so i think for me the way i'd like to what i would love to see is that if these guys are young and they're they're doing something great for god as long as they are open to receiving help from some of the generals and some of the fathers um, and they want relationship with them, we should give these guys a chance, man, and love Mm -hmm. on them and realize they're they're, they're in the same process you and I are in. They just got a lot more people watching. Because if you had to watch mine in your life growing, I mean, bro, (laughs) I don't know about you, but I'm telling you, (laughs) I have been through it, man. If if, if I was that well-known when I was growing in ministry, 20 years, I've been in ministry 22 years, okay? If you saw it, I wouldn't have no following right now because I needed to be spanked, disciplined, you know what I mean? And so for me, I'm looking at it, I'm, go- I'm going, thank okay, God
0: there wasn't Facebook when we were high thank school. Thank God. I
1: you know? mean, well, th- well yeah. th- you know, I, I, that's why I mean, I'm glad that now I'm starting to really, really, um, get, you know, uh, uh, where I'm at with Che because I needed so much healing, man, as a young leader, you know what I mean? And so wow. I, wow. I, think with, 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 with these guys, you know, um, Knowing that there's people in their life, we just got we just got to have a lot more grace, man, because they're really in the same process we are. Just more people are watching. Does that make sense? Yeah. And the moment yeah. they're not inviting the, the the generals in their life, and they don't want help, and they don't want these men and women around them, that's when we got to be careful. Does yeah, that make sense? Totally. Totally. All
0: right. Now let's let's go further. All right. So you got cool pastors for the first right. time in human history, uh, and uh, and that is inspiring a younger generation <laughs> of 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 aspiring uh, like you got all these young cats that are like yeah i could do that yeah. you know like they see Stephen Furtick and they're like please yeah i could i could totally do that you know yeah. they, they they see you know Pastor Jay and they're like ah yeah. I, I could i could do that 10 times better 15 right. you know and uh, so are are you seeing are you seeing that that, that i mean cuz i do think that with with the rise of cool pastors like celebrity pastors it's inspiring a next generation where instead of maybe instead of being like i want to be a movie star i want to be a rock star maybe you got young guys that are like i want to be a pastor yeah uh you know i i think
1: um i think uh, the time that we're living in there's a lot of factors that play into that and um, i'm glad you asked that question because this is something that's been on my heart and um, probably one of the first places i've ever really shared it mm-hmm. You know, when I was growing in God, you know, if you wanted to be a pastor, man, you, 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 you had to vacuum floors and clean toilets. You know what I mean? Like we started. I came from the generation that I, and I think I'm part. My age group is probably part of the last ones left that would learn this from the older generation. Right. We learned that if you got a job, you started at the bottom and you worked your way to the top. You didn't run around trying to find the CEO position. Does that make sense? Right, totally. totally. So I think there's that missing element because I see millennials today, or not—I don't want to say millennials. Even the next generation after that, what I think they call them Generation Z or something like that. Yeah,
0: Alpha. Yeah, Alpha. Gen, Gen, Gen Z and then Gen Alpha. Gen Z, yeah. yeah.
1: They get everything instantly, and so we've told them that they're the best, they're everything, and now, you know, when they go to college and it's hard, they don't—they—they want to switch majors because. You know, fashion school ain't that easy. You know right, what I mean. Right. Uh, uh, and so, so what happens is, is that when it comes to being involved in church, they want that fast too. They want that. I want to speak to the nations now, and I want to do this now. But yet, they have not went through, you know, really the grooming of what it means to really follow Jesus. Because you and I both know, it's not about, it's not about, you know, all that. You know, the the lady that's in the back of the room that's praying, the old grandma that prays every Sunday for you and I to speak. That woman is going to have an amazing spot in heaven, man. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean. And so. I think through the cool church and people being celebrated as leaders, which is not a bad thing. I want to say that on the record. I'm, I I honor. I'm probably one of the most honoring people that I know. I know that sounds prideful, but I honor people, man. Yeah. I'm super. I'm close to Che and the and these generals because I honor them so much. Wow. And I'm wow. old wow. enough that I could be doing my own thing. Yeah, but I I haven't because I have so much honor for them. So I believe in honor. But what I think is sometimes these younger guys they want that so fast and they. Want I think it's a mixture of them really wanting to change the world, but them really wanting to be someone at the same time. And and I think that thing of wanting to be someone, that journey that I had to go down for 20 years to knock that out of me is what they haven't experienced yet. So then… You know, when you're young and you're good looking and you're fiery, I mean, bro, when I was in my 20s, skinny and, you know, just, just all my hair and, and, you know, I had a lot of influence. I mean, I had a lot of influence on young people because, you know, when you're young and you got the fire like that, youth reach youth. Young people reach young people. Right, it, right it, It's right, not right. I don't necessarily think I was more anointed back then. I think I was cooler back then, so I had way more influence over how cool I was. Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening is that these guys they get a they get a pulpit or they get. Influence over their church and their young people. And then you got these older pastors who are inviting them to come speak because they don't have anything going on in youth. And they're like, buddy, can you come speak to our church and you preach to our young people and you can preach, you know, on a Sunday because I want them to see a young fireball. And so these guys start getting excited about this opportunity and yet then start quoting some of the things that some of these generals quote that you have not done what these generals have done. You know, you start creating leadership things and wanting to mentor people, and you're only in your 20s. And I got to be honest, man. Like, like there's some people that will listen to you, but the reality is, man, is that we, we, you know, even my own life. And I'm not knocking anybody who does this, but I haven't wrote a leadership book. I think I could help people with youth ministry because i got 20 years in it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I'm kind of too yeah. old to even yeah. do it anymore. Yeah. So I'm kind of respected in that. Right. But I'm not trying to, because I see these other big guns saying certain things, trying to do that. So one of the things, like I see young guys saying stuff like, you know, if you want to preach one day, you can't preach and you can't have this stage until you've done da-da-da-da-da. Until you've been through what I've been through, you, you you don't have a, you know what I mean? And yeah. these are young guys saying that. Now, if Lou Engle says that <laughs> yeah, totally, to me totally, and you. Totally.
0: Yeah. I hear him, man. Right, the right, guy's right. got
1: 30, 40 years right. of all types of stuff to to rebuke me and you. Absolutely. But you and I don't need to be saying that to young people for two reasons. Number one, we're still young pups, man, yeah. and we need to respect yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Number two, what we're saying to the next generation is that what we get to do is because we've done something and we're making the stage the arrival point. Wow. Wow. So we're telling our people that until you've done well, walk through my shoes, you don't need to be up here. So what do they want to do? Now they turn around and they go, well, I, that's what I need to do. I need to do some more stuff so I get to do what you do. So we make the stage the, the, the destination when really the stage to me is a locker room. It's we're coaches equipping our people how to go outside the church to win. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, so I don't, I don't, I, don't I, I I I do have young leaders around me. I've got a handful of them that are called to be minister, be in ministry, but I'm trying to get us to die to this thinking that let's get away from celebrating people that are on platforms and churches. Now we need to honor. We need to honor the men that went before us. I honor Papa Che. Every time he preaches, I'm there to listen, take notes. I love him. I'm all about that. But what I'm saying is is like these guys are our veteran generals that, yes, we get around them and we have completely honor. But when we start doing that towards one another, uh, it's not that if you were to come to my church, bro, I wouldn't honor you. Mm-hmm. We would superly honor you. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, is I think some of these guys that are getting these opportunities right now, they're becoming prideful. Because people listen to them and they're making their position seem like they've earned it. Instead of saying, No, I, I'm I've laid down my life for Jesus outside of this church on a daily basis. I pray, I read my Bible, I, I share the gospel, I embarrass myself for Jesus by doing the right thing sometimes. Mm. And 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 that's what we want to point people towards. Not pointing people towards because really ninety-nine percent of Christians are not pastors so we're making ourselves seem cool the younger generation, like we're the cool guys and, right. and, and we get to speak in front of a lot of people because it's cool and, and this is, this is I worked hard to get here. Does that make sense? And yeah. I'm I'm the man and, and and you haven't done what I've done to be able to do this and I'm like, right. bro, chill. Right. I don't even want people wanting to do this. Right, right, right. <laughs> I right. love what right. I get to do right. but I need them going out to their jobs, to their high schools. I need them going out in their neighborhoods learning how to be good dads and husbands. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
0: So, I, and don't you think also that a lot of people look at uh, like pastoral ministry for example right and they think that uh, 50, 60, 70 percent of it is preaching right. Yeah, and the reality is, is that what 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 percentage of our of our job not that it's a job, but like what percentage of our job is actually on actually actually involving microphones? It actually, actually involves a stage. Yeah. So a lot of times, people uh, they they lust for for the stage, and then they get a title, and they realize. The, the very small amount of time that you're ever actually on a stage yeah. and that you actually have a platform and that <laughs> 98% of pastoral ministry is is sitting at tables with people, with real people, with with leaders, like, like diving through to issues and not just listening to issues but actually being able to courageously lead through chaos, through organizational chaos, through <laughs> personal chaos. Like you actually have to be able to manage life's affairs. If you can't make... A decision. If you can't decide what shirt you're going to wear this morning, you have no business, right? You know, because preaching is such a little part of the, right? Of the of the of, of the thing. I mean, and I th- I think that there needs to be, I, and there. Thank God, there's such an emphasis right now on leadership and what leadership is, and that then that's that's being delivered with, you know. But that's the part of I think ministry that a lot of people don't don't see. Yeah, you and know.
1: I I agree, and I I think, bro, you know. Uh, for me, it's like I, I always tell people I plan thirty percent of my schedule, and I leave the seventy other percent for time bombs to go off because they always go off. <laughs> right? You know, yeah, the explosions smart. that happened yesterday. Yeah, just because book. I'm dealing with people. Yeah. And just having the capacity to be able to handle that, yeah, and do the right thing, and not let it mess me up, and then be able to get up there and speak a message, and not even preach about that. Wow, you know, That's like, right? Because yeah. most people they preach what's going on around them. You yeah, know, you absolutely. hear about something and you start preaching about it. Yeah, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And so, so it's 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 actually, you know, like you said, it's a majority of our job is learning how to keep our hair on our head because we're getting so overwhelmed with stuff that that's what ministry is you know it's like knowing how to walk in the opposite spirit because everything you're dealing with people's lives man and so um you know i i think where i like to see especially with some of these younger guys is if I can't even check them mm-hmm. over something small in their life, how in the world are they going to handle what I just handled yesterday? Does that make sense? Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, you and I both know we try to help people and love people, and like we tell them something with love, and they hate us for it. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So so if I can't confront someone and say, hey, bro, and today we live in a time where we correct people the most loving fatherly correction i mean we've learned from danny silk all these major leaders how to lovingly call out the gold in you and you don't even know we're correcting you hardly and they still get offended people get offended so i you know i see these guys that want these stages want these pulpits but yet at the same time they feel called to do this stuff but when I share something that's just minor with them, it messes them up for two weeks. So how in the world can they manage what I managed yesterday when I had to deal with a lot of dramatic stuff in people's lives? You cannot. So it, it, you know, you and I both know, especially when you're shepherding a church, it's not. It's, it's it's not. Even though if they don't have a problem with you, the fact that there's a problem, it freaks us out.
0: And can you can you disciple can you disciple character in, into somebody? Yeah. Or or once. I mean, and, and are you seeing that, or when when you see those behaviors, are those basically red flags, and you put up boundaries, and like I can't, yeah, I can't dis, I can't take you any further until you develop this in this character and integrity in in this particular area.
1: Yeah, I, most of the time I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think it depends on relationship. You know, mm-hmm. I can't speak into somebody's life if I don't have a relationship with mm-hmm. them. And so uh, what I will say is because of the pendulum swinging so far to where it's, it, we went from straight back in the days when we were being raised, discipline, discipline discipline discipline, discipline, getting rebuked, rebuked, rebuked. I mean, I've got so many rebuke stories where I was rebuked, you know, to now you're the best, you're the best, you're the best, you're the best. So I think there's been, we went extremely over here because of what we needed in my generation to be healed of all the rebukes we got. We've just overly saturated people with identity. So because of that, there's young leaders and young people that have so much infused that they're the best, that when we do disciple them, it's going to take a little bit longer because they're trying to overcome what we've taught them for 10 years. We've taught them that they're the best, most amazing, awesome leader, and they're going to be revivalists and change the world. And so we've infused them. It's not even really their fault, to be honest.
0: Right, right.
1: We taught them what we needed to hear. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And it worked, and it's great. But like I said, I can disciple them. It's just, it's like yesterday, you know, um, Papa Chase said something to me. It's funny, you know, he was telling me to move out of the aisle because people couldn't come down. For like 10 seconds, I'm like, okay, I blew it. I was standing in the aisle. But it's not that big of a deal. He ain't tripping over that. I'm the one tripping over that. Now, if I tell a a younger person that, they're liable to take two weeks to get over that. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Because they've been told everything they do is awesome. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So so we just have to be willing to be in it with them. So what, what took me and you a day to get? When we confront and disciple, it may take them a month to get. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because they're gonna go through the emotional ups and downs because like I said, we've infused that they're the best and they are the best, but we just need to bring a little bit more balance. And I think if we have relationship, we can. Now there are people that, i do have to just say hey you know like i can't help you man and that's Mm -hmm. because they're not giving me permission and they're arguing with me and and there's been times where i've done that and they came back to me broken and ready to receive and there's been other times that you know we just don't have a relationship anymore and but that doesn't mean god's not going to work in their life you know like um you know there were times where i was stubborn and god still got a hold of me later so i believe god will will rescue them (laughs) amen
0: amen amen amen. um hey so like 2020 is coming up new year um how are you, like, what are you kind of like the most excited about as far as something that you feel like the Lord has spoken to you? Maybe something on a back burner is getting yeah. moved up to a front burner, but it's requiring for you to kind of like reevaluate your priorities or, or whatever. Like, so what are you like, uh, wh- where do you feel like, yeah. where do you feel like you're gearing up? Yeah. Um, what, what, what's lighting you up as you're forging forward into this, into this next year that's going to lead into this next decade?
1: Well, um. You know, I'm, like I said, I'm super aligned with Cheyan mm-hmm. and, um, and, I, and, and I, I think it's beautiful. I think when you align yourself with every leader in your life, eventually God will put you with the leader that you can align with, that his dreams really are part of your dreams. Wow, wow. You know, I, I can't say that all the stuff that I did before were um, my alignment really matched what that dude was living for, mm-hmm. but with Che, with Papa Che, Everything he loves, I love. Wow! And if you could, you could cut me open, and yeah. without Che being there and saying, "What do you want to do?" It's everything he wants to do. Wow! That's amazing. That's incredible. So, uh, so you know, one of the things we're doing is we're really trying to, you know, a lot of these generals are realizing that it's time to focus on their regions. Okay. So right now, you know, coming up, you know, you're gonna have Sean Bowles, Ed Savoso, Bill Johnson, Chris Boulton, and Cheon doing three conferences across the uh, up and down the West Coast, talking about how to reform California. Wow. So, so these guys are focused on their city. You know, Papa is wow. now the senior pastor again at H Rock Church, um, and. He's really wanting to reach the harvest of California, and we, our heart is to plant ten thousand churches. Uh, church plants through our HIM network, mm-hmm. but also satellite campuses through H Rock. And so I'm helping him with both of those. Wow, wow! And uh, you know, God gave him a vision called California Dreaming, and uh, it's a cool stuff. You can look it up and read about it. But what we've done is we've done these huge dream fest, where we go out, we feed people, we clothe people, we gather them. Bouncy castles, fun, and we give away bikes, TVs, whatever, and then they hear the gospel. And I think we did two of them this summer, two or three, I don't remember. And you're talking about a thousand people getting saved, man. You know, and one's, you know, anywhere from 700 to a thousand almost getting saved at every one of them. You know, these That's are people incredible. that just came from the world. Yeah. And then our hearts to plant churches and campuses. So, right now, what I'm excited about. Is because of the hub that we have at Atroc between Papa Che's, uh, you know, his influence and the anointing and the revival on our church, and my little bit of influence of uh, being a younger leader who's mm-hmm. been in it a little while now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gathered a lot of these radicals that we're really raising up that we believe we're, you know. So for me, I'm passionate about raising up my guys. Like I've got some young guys that are just powerhouses, and they're very discipled and they're very aligned, and, and it's amazing because a lot of people think you can't have that anymore. Wow, you know, you. Well, Wow. See these young wow. guys that are coming underneath that real covering and alignment that wow. are waiting for their turn wow. and doing the other things that nobody wants to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, I've got guys and girls that are actually doing that. So to raise up them right now to carry that real inheritance that that Papa Che has and our church has, and to really multiply all over this city to plant satellite campuses and life groups that are gonna that are growing into satellite campuses and to uh, and to eventually see Him. You know these pastors helping them multiply because I'm a I'm a life group guru. You know what I okay. mean? Like I'm yeah. all about yeah. that man. Like, yeah. I, I'm all about you know. House churches that are connected to a to a church you know awesome, what I mean awesome, And so awesome. I love that stuff I love multiplication I'm into church growth I'm a church growth strategist yeah. um, I'm a baby one but i, I, I you know I'm, I'm, i don't <laughs> i don't want to underestimate myself either because yeah. this is all I think about sure um but to really help with that process with papa che on executing all these things and seeing us raise up leaders seeing us multiply and seeing us really you know, do a hostile takeover, man, and reform California and see people get saved. You know, I love, there's a story in the Bible that really is my heart. I love how people sit in church when we talk about Reformation. But listen, man, singing and dancing is not going to change the city. That's right. That's right it's right. part of it. Yeah. We got to get hyped up to go on and do it. Yeah. But we can't sit sing, sing and dance and think that that's going to change the city, that's right, man. That's right. Um, what happened when you see Peter and John, when they were, you know, uh, healed the man, they got arrested. But right before they got arrested, thousands of people got saved, and all of a sudden they're about. You remember they were about to. uh, They didn't. They wanted to kill Peter and John, but they said, "Hey, we can't do anything because there's thousands of people outside, and if we if we hurt these guys, you know they're gonna. (laughs) There's gonna be a riot outside. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to let them go, and the reason why they had to let them go because they were outnumbered. And see, for me, that's how we change cities. Yeah, it's awesome. We can talk about politics. We can talk about revival. We can pray in tongues all day long. But if we don't actually go out and win people to Jesus and disciple them, how do we change California? We win people to Christ. We plant more churches, win more people to Christ so that we can change the votes, so that we can change politics. You see, you know, if we, if we win over this whole city that you and I live in, we make the rules. That's right. And that's we right. can apply right. the kingdom rules. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of where my heart's at. That's awesome. That's amazing. Amazing. yeah, yeah that, that, that's incredible <laughs> yeah.
0: and uh, I love what you're doing with these with these festivals I love how you guys are thinking governmentally as far as um, not just salvations but salvations and discipleships and, and this larger kind of Reformation culture yeah. I mean that that's a it, it's awesome man and such a such a, we we began this conversation just by like by me really just affirming your leadership and just the very like the tremendous amount of influence that you had on me in such a short amount of time <laughs> you know and uh, it's it's just cool to go deeper with that relationship today but it's going to be amazing to continue to watch what Jesus does through you through Papa Che through H-Rock uh, here in California man uh, so thanks so much for creating this time and this space yeah uh, it's awesome man
1: thank you well man I I, I really love your heart and I, I um, you know um, I know that, that it's it's a blessing for me to see someone with such a humility and such a pure heart and um, you know Papa Che you know at the end of the day um. Uh, his passion right now is to see you know mine and your age really take our place Mm -hmm. and when you know these guys really carry that and they really love that so to see you doing stuff because we love media i mean we talked about hollywood and all but we really want to reach entertainment we really want to do these things we're not knocking anybody who's doing it we just want it to be the pure jesus
0: yeah and that's what you carry man so thank you (laughs) hey thanks jay awesome 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 let's do it again yeah let's do it man come on Podcasts are definitely trending right now. There are so many brand new podcasts that are hitting the market. And I think that iTunes is kind of overwhelmed. And one of the ways that iTunes aggregates what's hip and relevant from the rest of the noise that's hitting the web is through ratings and reviews. A bunch of you have already taken the time to leave a rating and a review of this podcast. And I just wanted to say thanks. You guys are incredible and you're so supportive and I love you. And if you haven't had a chance to take that minute or two to leave a review, if you do that, that'd be incredible. And I've created a shortcut to get you there. It's thedarrenshow.com. That's thedarrenshow.com. You can give it one star and that means that you think it's kind of lame. Or you can give it five stars and that means that you think this thing be dope, be tight, be off the chain. So if you would take the minute or two to leave a review, that would be mighty fine of you. Again, it's thedarrenshow.com. Calm. thanks guys.